0: got something you're grinding on you're listening to the grind 100.9
1: And good Wednesday to you and welcome inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, alongside Troy Provo-Heron as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Man, welcome back in. You're back in studio today. I am. And I, told and I, you. I knew you were back in town. Yeah. Do you know how? No, I have no idea. You brought the heat. It was like 81 the last two days. Did you, did, I don't know if you follow uh, Five Star Preps or any of those no, guys yeah, of on, on Twitter. He's a good friend of mine. He's, I mean, it's, it's good coverage. Mm-hmm. Great Fantastic. logo. Uh, Not as good as the
2: Daily Times, but exactly. It's what I was but about to say. There's nothing wrong with being a second, Jesse. Yeah, right. He said it. I didn't, Jesse.
1: But uh, it, it, anyway, he put on there uh, a little talking about bringing the heat. Uh, yeah. It was. A, he retweeted Greenville's. Uh, it was like a time hop, and it said uh, it, it was. This was a Tuesday a year ago, practice, <laughs> and it was like that
2: much snow. Yeah. And it was 81 yesterday. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, guys, but. I mean, nobody wants snow right now in November. Let's wait till like after Thanksgiving. Like want, here, here's the deal though: you could,
1: You could ju- you could just as likely get it today as you can in like March mm-hmm. in East Tennessee. It's just you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. I literally mowed on Sunday, and if you at any level of listening to this show, there's at least once a week where I stand on the soapbox and loathe mowing. Yeah, because and I don't even
2: have a big yard. Well, I think you guys would be happy with just the heat that I brought because my my house was flooded because of the tropical storm back home so I didn't oh, I, was bring, like, I didn't bring that
1: I was like you flooded your house here no I was like I feel like you're bringing too much yeah. with you if you flood your house
2: here and yeah, back home you're like I'm just pouring out water bottles to make me feel <laughs> it, it was literally up to the tire of my dad's Grand Cherokee that's
1: less than ideal
2: yeah it wasn't great no no so I didn't bring
1: that but but I feel like you know people in Miami and and again it, it is it's home right yes it but is you kind of home. you kind of ask for it when you start at zero yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you're like any level of rain and, and the yard's kind of a little mushy.
2: I, I never understood who like went down to South Florida. I was like, this is a great place to live. And not only live, but like put like a million people there down there in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Like, oh, this is a great highly populated area. No, it's not. Like, we shouldn't have this many people here.
1: Yeah. I I feel like, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you, you know, you're digging and you, you like you try to dig for like a footer of a house and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, there's water. <laughs> That's that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not build it here. We'll we'll move over a couple of streets. But anyway, welcome back. Uh, appreciate you calling in last week. Of course. Uh, uh, again, always grinding here in, in Maryville. Sorry and, for uh, hanging up on you that one time. Well, you know, I, I kind of hoped it was on us, be honest. I was like, <laughs> he didn't do that. But anyway, phones are, they're that kind of thing. Yeah. If you ever ride down middle settlements and you have Verizon, mm-hmm. it's going to happen there yeah. too. So. Hands free, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Only hands free here. But there's there's some stories to talk about. Uh, again, you took took last Friday night off. Yeah. And again, they kind of threw a little shade your way on the sports page about taking the first week of the playoffs off. Well, it ended up it ended up working out. Maryville didn't play. Well co play. <laughs> well, that, so, <laughs> well, they they won. Yeah, I
2: don't know if, if they played. Playing they play. is kind of a. So at the Daily Times for the playoffs we do a beat situation so I cover Maryville from week 1 to the championship. Yeah. So I wouldn't have had nothing to do Friday anyway. I would have just sat at home.
1: You had that planned out yeah, the whole time. I er, knew it. Had a had a mole up in uh-huh. Science Hill. You knew what was up. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> total <laughs> sidebar. But a lot of stuff to talk about today Troy as as you know, the, the SEC, uh, they're, they're eat up with COVID at this mm-hmm. point. Got four different games postponed. Greg Sankey speaks to the media. We'll talk about a little bit of that. Want to talk about today. T- today was a big prep side of of yeah. things. Signing day for a lot of spring sports mm-hmm. as as baseball, softball. I even I read on an article an equestrian signing. Ooh. I didn't even know you signed equestrian. I'm but that's cool to. to me.
2: Yeah. I didn't, I don't know. I didn't really know that there were, what what's a college equestrian program?
1: Like, I think you just, do you do the little, the courses, yeah. like the jumpy things? Mm-hmm. But I don't, I can't There's a, of, there's a better name than jumpy things, but I, I felt like that the was good. course. Yeah.
2: But I can't think of a, I don't know of a university that has an equestrian team.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you one because it was straight up <laughs> on the article. Uh... UT Martin has an UT equestrian Martin team.
2: UT Martin has an equestrian team. I would have never guessed that. Logan
1: completely honest Putvinsky from Farragut signed with them hmm. on the equestrian team. That's There's worrying. a golf, lacrosse, rowing, soccer, softball, track and field, and volleyball all signed today. There was a lot of local kids to sign. Uh, of course, uh, y- you know – Locally, uh, danae Fritz is kind of the big name. A huge one, uh, Iowa State, and I, I, you know, everybody says, you know, why, why was she not recruited heavily by Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Why, why is she not going to stay local? I'll tell you what, that Iowa State program, women's program, is really good. It's a really good program. Yeah. We've we've had some girls that that came to Tennessee and it just didn't fit. You know, whether it was you know personality, whether mm-hmm. it was uh, coaching philosophy or what have you. A lot of girls have went up there and been very successful. Had some pro careers come out of that. And Danae's a worker. She's she's a great player. She's going to do
2: great there. And Danae is, I believe, from Iowa, originally from Iowa. So it's kind of like going back home for. Her. So I understand that.
1: And and you know, it's always fun to be in your home mm-hmm. state, and, unless it's raining, for Troy. Exactly. But, <laughs> but Troy. But also, I want to, and and I feel like if anybody's listening, they hear what this third topic is, they'll know when to turn the radio off. Mm-hmm. Is I want to talk about the Vols. Oh boy. I want to talk about Jeremy Pruitt, his trajectory that has been built coming out of the Arkansas game. Also, with the the latest delay, he has a reprieve. Mm-hmm. Like Texas A&M has afforded him another opportunity to get away from the iceberg, no pun intended, mm-hmm. but uh, and, and get some things going before this stretch run that that inadvertently i think has become a gauntlet you know normally tennessee has a late september october gauntlet well for whatever reason 2020 gives you a november one mm-hmm. auburn a&m florida and vandy is the, the i guess they're the the icing on the cake i don't know what you call it but we'll talk about yeah. how that that shapes up is there underlying issues mm-hmm. is there their coaching changes to be had and ultimately one thing that that uh Carson and I talked about yesterday that I think is is what everybody wants to know is one, what what should he do to fix it? Mm-hmm. And again, from a fan's perspective, we've got that armchair quarterback option. Mm-hmm. And then two, what can he do? What is legitimately a good chance that these changes can happen uh, to make things work? So we'll talk about all of that in an hour. Yeah,
2: I'll, and I'll give it a little tease because me and you have texted a little bit about yeah. it today. I'm, I'm going to say some things. I think I'm going to go out on the limb and be one of the first people to say it oh that's that's just the tease yeah that's just gotta the tease. stick you gotta around stick around and listen
1: we got 52 minutes <laughs> to grind through all that so we better start let's start with the delays that have been the southeastern conference yeah. four games the the most recent one being the georgia missouri game today uh mississippi state uh, i'm surprised mike leach i figured he would be immune coming into the season but he he of course his team has been affected by COVID. a&m's been affected which delayed this game Uh, Georgia-Missouri has been affected. Uh, Even Arkansas, Sam Pittman Mm -hmm. got COVID, has actually, I guess, been through COVID. But, uh, you know, the whole dynamic uh, that is COVID-19, 2020, and now it's kind of come to a fever pitch in SEC football, we're looking at at potentially teams playing on championship weekend just to try to get the season in. What's your take on all this? Like, is there a point to where we get and just say – We hit the pause button. We hit the stop button. I don't think you can hit reset at this point, but you can hit stop.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is something I talked about a lot in July. Um, It's just like it got you a lot of pub. (laughs) I'll say that. I don't know about pub. It got me in a lot of (laughs) hot water and a lot of angry people at me. But I just feel like it's it's a tough situation to be in, and I think it's. It's almost as if football is the hardest sport to do this in, obviously, because it is probably the most physical contact sport out of all the other ones. And so, I mean, you look at, you know, you look at the problems Marvels had with contract tracing, um, you know, over the last few weeks. You look at uh, how many high school football games in these playoffs have been postponed or uh, forfeited because of all this. Right. College football, I mean, there's going to be m- more games postponed this week in the SEC than games that will actually be played. Mm. The NFL is going through it right now so much so that they passed a resolution yesterday. To where, well, if we have to stop the season, we're just going to go straight to the playoffs and we're going to play the 16-team playoff. And Cowboys are like, sure. Yeah, I'll take it. That. As a Cowboys fan, no, I want the season to be over. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I think we look at just how bad it's impacted football right now. And, I mean, it's had impacts on other sports, too. I mean, maybe with the exception of basketball because I think they did it as almost as perfectly as anybody can. You're talking about the NBA, yes, the bubble the NBA. up? Yeah. I think college basketball should follow that as it's well. Just
1: money. Yeah. It's just money. It's just money. And the thing is,
2: is... The NBA didn't have to go to class. I mm-hmm. think that's a dynamic that, is a that college
1: thing. is going to hurdle. But.
2: And so I, I, I just look at football and the impact it's had on football, and I don't know if we finish any of this. And I, and I always said that from July. I always said if they start it, there's no guarantee that it finishes, unlike any other sport. Mm. And we're in the situation now where I think we have to have real conversations about if it's worth finishing.
1: I, and I think, I think, you know, that, that's where we, we kind of get to. And, and I think in college, there's certain places, you know, obviously the D2, D3, it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't worth starting in some cases. But I think at the D1 level with the TV money and, mm-hmm. and the way they budget, it, if you have March Madness, if you have college basketball this spring – I don't think football ever got off the ground. Just yeah. to be honest with you, because you have I, enough
2: money in the in your pocket. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think all the universities would have would have made the bank, and then literally you just you eat into the reserves in the fall, and then regroup in the spring again. But uh, I, I think with no March Madness, the one that left a void that we we may never know the extent mm-hmm. of that. But football could recover at a rate that even I, I think when you look at volume. Even March Madness doesn't equate to nationwide the impact of college football. No. And so I think when you look at it, that's why the Pac-12 kind of kicking and clawing and screaming mm-hmm. get back into action. They've, they've come back late just to, to get a piece of that pie. The Big Ten has is, is delayed but got back in. And, and then the Southeastern Conference is kind of you know full speed ahead, yeah. uh, and they've run into a little bit of a roadblock. Uh, i don't necessarily think it's a bad idea to hit pause because ultimately and, and greg sankey he he characterized it as a week unlike any other uh, i think that's a, that's an understatement but uh, again non-committal in his communication but i i think it's one of those deals based on based on revenue and based on different things they're going to exhaust a lot of options mm-hmm. before stopping is an option yeah and is that right wrong or indifferent i, I think that's that's in the eyes of those responsible. Mm-hmm. And, and I think ultimately they're going to have to answer those questions. But uh, I think it's slippery slope. I'm glad I, don't, I get to talk about the decisions mm, and I not make them.
2: them. I, I think we're also at a point right now, right, where it's like – I think Saturday is a perfect example. How much stock do you put in this season? Because you look at Trevor Lawrence not being there, I don't know how many people actually believe Notre Dame beats Clemson if Trevor Lawrence is on the field Saturday.
1: Tony, I really would have picked Notre Dame. I can, I can go out on limb and say that. But anyway, his he said his mom would require would require it. So yeah. anyway, and
2: and so for me, if we're looking at this and we're saying, okay, what about you know what the Big Ten problems they're having? Like, what if Ohio State only gets to play six games or five games?
1: Because didn't Ohio State's game got canceled too, right? Or postponed?
2: I think it's put. I, there's that one, don't quote me on. There's so much going on right now, it's hard to keep track of which ones are happening. But but like I'm saying, there's so much tr- problems in the Big Ten right now that if you go out and they only play five games or if they lose Justin Fields and that whole Big Ten rule where you have to miss three weeks, Like, I don't think anybody argues that Ohio State's one of the four best teams in the country. Right. But one bad thing, and now all of a sudden, you know, some team that – no like, you're, you're like literally one or two – strange and not even strange things because I think that's normal now you're one or two normal things away from like Cincinnati being in the playoff right now
1: oh absolutely and by the way Maryland had some outbreak and so yes Ohio State Maryland has been canceled this weekend so no and and here's the thing and and again I don't want to make light of it but I do want to I want to bring this point a lot of the you know I think everybody thinks oh there's like an infestation at this school Mm -hmm. or there's an infestation at that school literally with contact tracing one or two positive tests, and you're below the 53-man mm-hmm. roster. I mean, it's legitimately yeah. at that place because it's all about how much time you spend with each other. If you're you're exposed for more than 10 minutes within six feet, you're out. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that whole dynamic is you're right. Cincinnati teams like that. Uh, who who else? BYU's right up yeah. there. Uh, I mean, <laughs> for those fan bases, I, I think it's it's a match made in heaven. But for for legitimate. Legitimizing uh, mm-hmm. a season, it does draw a lot of questions, and 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 I don't know who makes that call because ultimately, I mean, even even in the the restart of football, mm-hmm. nobody could get on the same page. So I, I don't think the back end of this is going to be any cleaner. But I think it's a, I mean, it's a it's a circus unlike any other. I mean, it's it's better than coaching carousel. Yeah, and and, and even for those
2: programs, right? You're one kid sitting away from a sick kid in class or something like that to now you lose to two lane in two weeks, and, you're, and like your season I mean, it is over. It, it can happen to anybody, and that's why I feel like it's so hard for me to put – like I think you can only just judge what's on the field at any given point, and it's so hard for me to put stock in this, and I think that point maybe a little bit contradicts what I'm going to say about Tennessee later, but I think Jeremy Pruitt has had enough time before this all happened for me to say what I'm going to say. But I, I just think that there's so much going on right now that it's hard for me to put a whole lot of stock in this college football season, this NFL season, um, and even a little bit this high school football season. I think high school football is a little bit different, right, because of all that stuff. You just know, so many different factors right. to it. Um, with the fact that I mean, you're going, you can't not go to school. Like you're a high school student. Right. Whereas in college, I think you could put impl- in, in, you know, imply some things that. You don't have to send those kids to school or whatnot. In high school, you don't really have that option. Um, but yeah, I I just think that there will always be an asterisk around this these football seasons. Oh, absolutely. In, in a way, absolutely.
1: Well, I, I I probably wouldn't put one on Alcoa because I just feel like no. that's that's cut and dry. Well, <laughs> I mean, well,
2: let let's say, and Gary, I'm knocking on wood because I don't want any of this to happen. But let let's say Alcoa has a bad something bad happen. You lose to Kingston this week because you lose forty players. Then you have to put an asterisk on it. Whoever wins three A, coach, he brought it up. I, I didn't say it. <laughs> it. It's the world we live in. I don't think.
1: Oh, but don't, it's it's legitimate. It's le- because legitimate. even you, you don't even have to lose forty players. Yeah. I mean, you you think about it. And and, and again, I, I don't want to use names because again, mm-hmm. all these kids are are important to that team. Yeah. But I mean, they're they're starters for reasons on yeah, our Coast football team, and, and even for Maryville. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they played McMinn County, they had some guys out contact That'll- trace on that offensive line. Mm-hmm. And that dynamic was – it was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the expectation didn't change, but it was a level of uh, next man up mentality that I would I would argue that even Coach Hunt hadn't necessarily crossed that threshold. But, yeah. you know, again, came out of it with a victory unscathed at that point. But uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you think high school football gets done? Do you think yeah. we make it to Murfreesboro? I do. College football. I'm, we're only,
2: what, four weeks away now? Yeah, I, I think I think it's very possible that something silly happens in this four weeks. but I think it gets done in high school. I think it gets it maybe delayed, it, I, I think, but it happens. No, I think it, I think it gets done on time. I think in four weeks, at the first week of December, we're in Cookville. Do you think they do
1: anything? Uh, do you think they do anything different? Because when when we went last year, mm-hmm. it was very much like it was like a thirty minute turnaround, like yeah. the stands empty and then it refills. Yeah, you like can't do that. Now. Like Elizabeth and left. I mean, and they brought a. Uh, people mm-hmm. and then here come Marival's fans. Yeah. I think they're gonna have to gap it more. Mm-hmm. They may have to run it across three, four days instead of
2: I mean they do three days now. But you just start that first game earlier and you know you just space out the I think there's usually like an hour in mm-hmm. between games. I think you can space it out more. I mean yes that that third game is going to be a little bit late, but it's
1: the last game of the year. It's the last game of the year <laughs> does it doesn't matter. Right. Just go just go all uh what Dodgers
2: and Turner on yeah. it and just play. Just do it. Yeah. But um uh, I don't know if college football – to finish the question that you were getting to, I don't know yeah. if college football and the NFL finish.
1: I, I was going to say, I'm going through them all. Like college – like I think at some rate conference championships mm-hmm. can get there now I because, so. uh, I, I mean, Big Ten, they're only playing, what, seven, eight games? Mm-hmm. So they're they're halfway there. I think if if worst-case scenario and they say, you know what, you know, risk outwe- outweighs reward, we're going to have a – you know, we're going to take the, the top four teams play a little bing-bing playoff mm-hmm. – be done. I think conference championships get done. Yeah. I think bowl games are extremely in question yeah. just because I don't see the viability and the relevance of it. You know what I'm saying cuz there's so many players that in a normal year opt out of bowl games. I just don't think the the revenue and the 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 like I said the risk reward factor is really strong for bowl games. I don't think that happens. I think conference championships get done and I think I think college football playoff happens.
2: Well, I so for me what I think and you you've touched on it, I think, the perfect way, is I think it comes down to money, right? And so when you get to that college football playoff, if we're in in a position, I think, in five, six, seven weeks, however long it is in it from now, um, where Alabama's a lock to make the playoff and Clemson's a lock to make the playoff and Notre Dame's a lock to make the playoffs and, you know, whoever the fourth team is, it doesn't really matter at that point. You're going to make enough money off of those three teams to make the playoff? They're going to have the college football playoff. Now something completely wacky happens and you're talking about a playoff with, cincinnati and texas a&m and a bunch of schools that like nobody would have put a single dollar on in vegas to right. get to that point i could see them being like "Well, we're not going to make any money off this why would we it, the, he, the, the, the the risk would completely outweigh the reward in that situation
1: here's the reason why i say the college football playoff happens regardless mm-hmm. it's because you can bubble up yeah it's 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 uh what, what do you call it it's christmas break for mm-hmm. colleges you send them up there two weeks early. You test, you know. You wait a week. You test again, mm-hmm. and you just you kind of bubble them up, like because it's four teams. It's not the whole world anymore. Yeah. And so I, I think you could still do that. Take them up there. You know, maybe the twentieth or so. Yeah, I know. And, and it's like basketball. You're going to miss some things. You're not going to be home for Christmas. There's different dynamics, but you could get this thing mm-hmm. off and get it done. And and I don't want it to come off like I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. But at the same rate kids coaches all of this they didn't go there uh, to play seven eight games they went there to have a potential to win a championship but if you're if you're a team like Cincinnati legitimately you know Luke fickle I mean the very next opportunity that he has and I know Cincinnati fans I doubt I have any but if if, if, <laughs> if listeners but uh, but if if Luke fickle how much more of a uh, a sales pitch does he have to mm-hmm. that next Division One opportunity he has? If he says, "I took Cincinnati to the College Football Playoff," mm-hmm. or the sales pitch is, "I won the MAC," you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it's a completely different sales pitch. So I think in his in his world, in that group of five world, he's like, you know what? If if we got to keep our nose clean and we got a chance to do something mm-hmm. here, you know, a, a UCF kind of mentality. But uh, but at the same rate, I, I think I think college athletics and the the stranglehold that they have on these universities' revenue budget, mm-hmm. they got to have it. Yeah. I mean, they they literally. I think at Tennessee, they cut something like hundred and eighty, yeah. hundred and eighty different positions took a pay cut or was was removed. I mean, and that's at Tennessee, where you know this side of paying old coaches. I feel like we've been pretty strong. I mean, revenue and, and like reserve money. I mean, you talk about these smaller schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're struggling just to make it in normal years, and this this could cripple some of those. Well, there is a
2: good and bad side to the point you bring about, right? Because like, it is like, well, let's say Cincinnati does make it to the playoff. Obviously, getting to the playoff and trying for them to recoup some of that money is big. But at the same point in that, they haven't had fans in the stands. They've already lost enough money, especially when you talk about like a school like Cincinnati, which would have been in the NCAA tournament and made money off of that. If the playoff is... I'm just going to wing it, Cincinnati, BYU, and Coastal Carolina. Are those, <laughs> are those schools going to have the money to bubble an entire football team? That's a lot of money to bubble a team. And when you're talking about small programs, and again, if it's Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame, so they have the money to make it. But if it's the smaller programs and things get weird, I don't know that they have the money to bubble their entire me. football team.
1: You Tell me the, the, the mothership, the NCAA, wouldn't send them to Disney and just do – I mean, the basketball, we'll just play in there with the TVs. I mean,
2: you'd like to think that. I you know, know, the NCAA doesn't necessarily have much power over college football, though. Right. Think about it. Like, whenever a team wins a national championship in any other sport than football, it's the, the wooden plaque, NCAA circle on it with the thing on it. It's not the championship trophy in college football. Right. In a lot of ways – the conferences and the schools have power over college football, not the NCAA. Oh yeah. It's it's very much a um, the NCAA doesn't even actually declare a national champion.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean it's it's Associated Press, mm-hmm. it's it's um, coaches and then all the, the other subsidiary kind of things. You're you're right. I don't know. I, I think and the thing is 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 it's a huge every, what if well everything we just said could be amazingly accurate. Mm-hmm. Or it could be so far from what actually happens, and that's twenty twenty in a nutshell. Exactly. I mean, you, you, we could sit here for another twenty three minutes <laughs> and and bang around this idea and go completely the opposite direction and have just as much chance of yeah. being right. But that's the fun part about it. I mean, at least at least it's a it's a conversation piece if nothing else. But Greg Sankey he said he's he's shaken but not def- deterred. He he thinks things can get to where they need to be. He wouldn't commit to uh, the national championship, you know, playoffs being january 1st uh, i think that is that's so far out there that you just can't commit Mm -hmm. and again i think i I think some of this uh the 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 vaccine that that's been you know kind of spoken about and and what that has an impact Mm -hmm. i mean whether whether schools hook hook hold of that or or if they stay away from it i mean i think all that dynamic is something that's got to be weighed and used uh, in the coming weeks to make decisions but troy let's get our first break of the day listen to these great sponsors when we come back we're going to talk about things we do know and that's who signed today with schools to further their academic athletic uh, careers uh, at the college level, all the way through Equestrian. Like I said, that is where we're at uh, here on the Wednesday grind. You're listening on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it.
0: Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be
1: overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal specialist, MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to donnacry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender.
3: With Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610, and let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table.
1: Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work, or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7:30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family and it's always a good time. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, alongside Troy provo Heron as we grind it out here on a Wednesday, rainy Wednesday edition. Yeah. Uh, Troy's actually wearing shorts. I don't know if that's for rain purposes or the fact that it's
2: 80 degrees, or both. It's 80 degrees. I don't wear anything other than shorts unless it's less than 50.
1: Very, very uh, Jeff Weaver of you. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff, man. I, I don't even think he's got a lower temperature. I think it's just. If he can stand it, he wears shoes. I've seen him sweat in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> he is uh, he's hot you know you ever heard that song Hot Blooded? Yeah. Totally, uh totally about Jeff. I yeah. mean that's that's where it's at. Jeff, by the way, uh, had a great weekend. You know his yeah. his affinity for NASCAR? Yes chase Elliott wins the nascar Mm -hmm. championship and and he uh he is in some level related to the Elliott family really and he's he's posted all kinds of great videos about like chase actually drove his race car through dawsonville which i mean that's awesome
2: yeah yeah i was pretty stoked
1: i watched the race just so i knew i could have a good conversation with jeff this friday
2: i was talking to jeff earlier today actually because he provides us with some photos some fantastic, fantastic photos for the daily Times. so a uh, big thank you to jeff weaver for <laughs> doing that on a weekly basis we appreciate that
1: I, I tell everybody all the time they're like they're like who you know because we use some of, like for our player of the game yeah post and things that's those are jeff weaver photos as well mm-hmm. and i tell everybody i'm like if you if you're not following jeff weaver you're letting yourself down because mm-hmm. it's a great follow. not only for sports purposes but like the sunrise and sunset yeah. photos he puts out there i mean your guys is uh the cover for the the preseason preview was yeah, a Jeff it was weaver a Jeff weaver photo it was a uh it was an awesome picture mm-hmm. over Maryville uh, the home stands at mariville high school but but troy talking a little bit about prep side of things today was a, a big day you know kind of overshadowed I think everything has been overshadowed by covid mm-hmm. and or election but we stay away from that but uh and and but today was a huge day for local kids yeah. to get to sign their letters of intent to go play their respective sport at the next level. And, and you know, you've seen that that chart and I love it because it, it's it's so great because it really shows you the not only the the opportunity diminishment, yeah. but it also shows you that when you do make that jump, that's that's not a thing everybody gets to do. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the you know, 11,000 high school students, 500 college students. Yeah and then like 12 professional athletes mm-hmm. i mean it's 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 a very visual sh- sh- look at that that the the way it diminishes but uh a lot of kids got the opportunity to sign uh at, at the next level uh you know a few that are that are of mention jefferson county's uh spencer riley his daughter signed to play softball at old miss i really? thought that was from jefferson county high school i thought that was a uh, that was interesting. I, I would. Uh, I I wonder how how much Spencer went. Do you really? You really want to go to Ole Miss? <laughs> you sure? You, the weeklies are right over here. Yeah. You know, he's a big Tennessee alum. Uh, you, you know, I think we talked a little bit in the onset. Danae Fritz going Ohio to State. Iowa State. I think that's a huge get for her. Again, possibly being a a home felt mm-hmm. uh, commitment, but she had she had offers from a
2: lot of schools. I think Cincinnati. Am I am
1: Cincinnati, I correct? Cincinnati,
2: a couple other Power Fives that I'm blanking out on at the time, but yeah, but she's huge, a fantastic basketball player.
1: Huge, well, and she's just a worker. I yeah. mean, there there is a uh, you know, and I talk about it in in Maryville football, and then I talked about it in Maryville boys and girls basketball. There's an easy button. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, for, for, for Maryville girls basketball, it was Danae Fritz. For boys basketball, it was Joe Anderson. And then for, for football last year, you just had to take your pick. I mean, yeah. there was a lot lot going on. But Danae Fritz just uh, – she knows how to do a lot of different things. If the defense wants to stay in the paint, she'll shoot from outside, but she doesn't care to go in there and body up. And I think at the next level, that's going to serve her very well. Uh, she can do both. She hits her free throws. Uh, and, and from what Coach West has always said – She's just very coachable.
2: Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm so much looking forward to watching her play this senior year. Um, obviously, they made it to state last year. They're probably a favorite to get back to state this year, and she'll be probably the most important piece in doing that, obviously, with how good she is. So... Um, I, before she heads off to Ames, I just want to watch her play one more year.
1: Absolutely, I'm I'm excited. And uh, shameless plug: if you're a, if you're a local business and you want to sponsor Rebel Radio Basketball Edition, mm. uh, hit us up. Hit us up again. You can follow us on any of the social media platforms. You can also give us a, a call. And I'm literally going to go off the cuff. Uh, <laughs> number is seven two four zero zero
2: two four. I'm pretty sure. But uh, I, I somebody's going to be really upset if you're wrong and they get like fifteen calls.
1: If not, it's Four two three six zero eight three four zero zero. That's my personal cell phone number, uh, and I may be upset because I yeah. get all these calls. But uh, uh, a few names in baseball to talk about: Bryson Trammel from Bearden. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to Middle Tennessee State. I don't know if that's any relation to Bubba Trammel. You know, the, Ooh, he's a former a Tennessee
2: question. alumni. That'd be a good, uh, good uh, fun fact checker. There's another Trammel that went to Tennessee a few years ago too. Yeah, that was related to Bubba Trammel. So I don't know if that's his brother or not. Possibly the Trammel yeah. trio. Yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know (laughs)
1: caden rector from bearden went to western carolina jake worms from farragut went to charleston southern uh angus pence from farragut went to tennessee a big get for the vols tanner kim from farragut went to kentucky again any sec baseball program if you're going there you're going to big time baseball Mm -hmm. right um Hudson Siegler from Farragut. I think the entire Farragut team went uh, went to the next level. <laughs> East Tennessee State, That's Hunter Merrick at Farragut, East Tennessee State. Wyatt Heidel from Kingston went to Lipscomb, another good mid-major school, Very good. honestly. Uh, uh, Avery Collins from Greenville went to Columbus State. Trey Massengill from Greenville went to King University, uh, as well as Aiden Cheney from Greenville, also King University. Uh, Andrew Cribs from CAK, Tennessee. Uh, JD Price from CAK went to Western Carolina. Uh, Zachary Bergstrom, CAK Emanuel College. And uh, Elijah Drew, or Elijah Dew from CAK went to Walter State. And that's a, you want to talk about a JUCO program that that puts you to the the D1 level. Mm-hmm. Walter State just knows how to get
2: them there. Sure. Absolutely. And I think locally, if I'm going to try and rattle these off on my head. Jocelyn Barton at Heritage is signing with Virginia Wise as we speak. Nice. Um, Lexi Patty, who plays basketball and volleyball uh, for Heritage, she'll sign with Tusculum next Friday. Um, and William, William Blunt has a big signing day tomorrow. I think they have five athletes, three volleyball players, Madison Coffee, Madison Jones, Abby Cross, uh, a baseball player and Brandon Coggin, he's going to Fried Hardman. Um, and then, oh, there's one more, uh, Rower, uh, Kayla Anderson. She's going to Tennessee to row. Nice. I just remembered all of that. And
1: you can catch all of that. At the Daily Times. At the Daily Times. And
2: Lauren Patterson and Maddie Cresswell at Seymour signed today for Tusculum Volleyball. Really? Yeah.
1: So I was going to roll through the the rest of those, but I think you may have hit all the ones. Whoa. That's my job. Look at him (laughs) pulling the work card. (laughs) But uh, look at like girls basketball. Macy Barnes Farragut's going to sign with LMU. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tori Rutherford. So she's a Granger County kid. And uh, she's signing with Carson Newman. I remember her as a freshman. I actually was, do, was doing radio for Granger County as her freshman season. And uh, she's she's next level. She's right. very good, very very good. Uh, Campbell Penland from Northview Academy going to Carson Newman. Uh, Maggie Vick from Lakeway Academy. The, she's going to join Danae Fritz at In Iowa State. State. Uh, Macy Pittner from Seymour Bryan College. That's a that's like a a they really work this East Tennessee area. They they hit a lot of Granger mm-hmm. kids. Uh, get them to uh, to, to their third place, Bryan College. Uh, Alyssa McHaden from Campbell County is going to Maine Mar- Mar- Maritime. I'm not sure. I've never. I, I Maine Maritime. It would be Maine like Mar- a maritime,
2: uh, maritime university.
1: Uh, Kamari Mitchell-Steen from Oak Ridge is going to Northern Kentucky. Hmm. Uh, all of those girls basketball. Equestrian, as we talked about, Logan Put Putvitnitsky. And I probably didn't do him any justice, no. but I wanted to recognize him from Farragut going to UT Martin's equestrian team. So I just think that's
2: cool. It's So interesting to me.
1: Uh, golf, Lance Simpson from Farragut going to Tennessee. Really good player. And I think honestly, Coach Webb and what he does at Tennessee Golf, I think that's a. I, I like watching that program because if you go if you go down Alcoa Highway at any at any rate at during their season, it's just fun because if I was down there practicing, you better watch it. You better go fast by that yeah. that practice, but. Man, those guys are just precision. They do what they need to do, and and, and they're getting it going. Uh, other ones that uh, I'm trying to talk about, just just local kids. All of these, I guess, are local at some level. Uh, for rowing, uh, you talked about the 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 Blunt County connection, but Noel uh, Fooch from Webb is going to Duke rowing. Again, that's a that's a huge get there. Uh, Caitlin Riley, we talked about softball from Jefferson County going to Ole Miss. Uh, Hayden Die from Powell going to Carson Newman, uh, Caden Baker from Powell Texas A&M, again another another nice program. Powell Elena Watson is going to ETSU. The whole I think the whole starting lineup for for Powell is going next level. Belmont is getting one of those. Uh, East Tennessee State's getting Cameron Young from Farragut. Uh, Maddie Haskins from LC a Little North City action going to LMU. And Stephanie still from Jefferson County High School going to Milligan. Well, That's pretty good. That's taken right there. I'm trying to look. So, um what edition, like honestly, if if we wanted to see the Blunt County, just the the, the streamline
2: edition, what where are we gonna see that in the Daily Times? oh uh, we're gonna have signing day stories every day. Every day. Every day. And as long as there's somebody signing, they'll be on the paper. I make <laughs> I make that promise to my parents out there. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. If your kid's signing, I'm gonna get it in there. And if, if he
1: doesn't, you can call next Wednesday, eight six five nine eighty three. And it's like, you know,
2: for me as a sports writer, it is truly one of those special days for us too. I and mean, I know it's obviously much more important for kids and parents and coaches. But I think for us, you know, I've I've covered a lot of these kids for four years. I've kind of seen them go from playing you know, if we're talking basketball, I've seen you go from playing three minutes a game as a freshman to Right. being the star on your basketball team as a senior and so for me um, some of the relationships I've built with kids over years uh-huh. it's really special to get to see them kind of accomplish that goal and move on to the next level too.
1: Well and what I like and it's it's kind of it's different but the same again yeah. you're you're interviewing them to get get their story out there but me as as a broadcaster I mean just a, just a couple years I've done mariville like when AJ when he went UAB. to the UAB I'm sitting there and I'm like I've only ever seen UAB play Tennessee. Like, mm-hmm. I've never turned on and went, oh, UAB, let's watch. But we literally, Jude and I, went to Windy City Grill one night and watched UAB just to see if A.J. got on the field. Again, a as, a, as a freshman, I mean, it, it, we, we didn't foresee it, but mm-hmm. we were going to be there if it happened. Yeah. T on the sideline at Tennessee – we're always, and I follow his dad on on Facebook, and and it's funny because it's always like t siding, mm-hmm. and it'll show him forty four warming up. But you're just you, it, it makes you watch different things because you want them to do well. Yeah. Again, uh, Joe Anderson at Furman, I want I want him to have the opportunity to play. He's gonna uh, hoop there. Yeah, I mean he's him and, and GQ just gonna hook up and just just have the paladins rocking. And GQ right? has
2: good basketball plays too. I'm
1: pretty sure if he puts his mind to it he there's could, nothing could GQ couldn't do. <laughs> but uh anyway, uh but it, it, it is a dynamic that you, you you watch kids grow, you see you see them, you know, maybe not not big enough, fast enough, strong enough, but by the time they're a senior, you know, Lou Birchfield's a really good, mm-hmm. you know, started getting in there a little bit but n- and now he's an anchor on that that defense you know just pieces like that that you see grow uh year in and year out and this is no different it's just unfortunately uh got the uh the the cloud of covid uh, kind of over it but you know all these kids have worked extremely hard
2: through some of this covid uh,
1: to get an opportunity to do what they they want to do at the
2: next level yeah and and you mentioned Lou Birchfield I think I'm going to write a big story on Lou Birchfield next week do
1: you want me to send you as uh, Rebel Radio Player of the Game huh? <laughs> interview? <laughs> just, yeah, I'll take it. There we go. There we go. It's pretty awesome because again, Jeff hooked up some great like coin. I'll show them to you at the mm-hmm. break. Coin flip picks. I mean, it's just it's Lou at, at its uh, at its best. But uh, but anyway. Uh, uh, Huge congratulations to all the local kids. Mm-hmm. And, again, check out the Daily Times because we we gave a snapshot of what that's going to look yeah. like. But Troy and the guys at, at the Daily Times will take care of you as far as more in-depth look at things. And then, of course, like you said, uh, different different people have not signed yet locally. Mm-hmm. And so that that opportunity will be cleared up uh, here in the next few days. So, so check it out. But, uh, Troy, last break of the day. We're going to take it. it. And when we come back. The what everybody's been waiting on. Troy teased us at the beginning about what he's going to drop about the Vols. We're going to talk about the trajectory of this final four games, mm-hmm. the delay of Texas A&M and the impact that could have, and then ultimately what Troy thinks about the Big Orange. We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it.
3: with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610, and let Teresa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home
1: is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna cried mortgage investors group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust. Donna Cry with mortgage investors group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to donnacry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender.
0: El Hemador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee, for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m.
1: Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10:30 p.m. El Hemador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Himidor Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee.
0: El Jimidor Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports.
1: Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, think you're kind of missing out Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to facebook twitter instagram and soundcloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything the grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com.
3: or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense.
0: Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now, back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
1: And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. It's Wednesday, and we're grinding it out with Troy Provo Heron uh, right here from the Daily Times as we... Uh, you know, we talk it all we've we've talked literally uh delayed games we've talked local kids signing with with to to move on in their athletic and academic careers in the at the college level and now we have given Troy 12 minutes <laughs> of time to unload on the vols well I mean let's start off with one takeaways from arkansas bad
2: quick that's I my, like it that's my takeaway just bad <laughs> just, just real bad
1: unheard of bad unadulterated bad uh secondly you you know i carson and i kind of beat around the idea of really you know because i i am not of the the fire situation because again Mm -hmm. we have enough payment books laying around the athletic department at tennessee and i I use the we category like Mm -hmm. i i'm paying it but i do buy season tickets so i feel like in some ways i'm chipping in (laughs) part of my money goes there i guarantee it uh but anyway I'm not of the fire, but I do think we have we have entered a time of there's a path to that that happening, mm-hmm. right? And, and and again, our thought was, uh, and, and Carson's a little more high ended than I am. Like I say, this side of losing to Vandy, he's safe. Yeah. It's COVID year, and honestly, I'm just going to be honest. I don't know how much Philip Fulmer is interested in firing anybody. Mm-hmm. Just to be honest, what do you say about the situation? We got four games left. A&m
2: yeah. Auburn, Florida and Vandy. Not in that order, but so we talked a little bit about this last week and I said it's as close to a must win game as you could get you know for Tennessee and I think that's weird to say considering it was Tennessee, Arkansas like yeah. that's a strange thing to say was no, Tennessee lost. I think the Jeremy Pruitt era died Saturday. Really yeah, I, I don't think he gets fired this year. I, I think when you look at what we've touched on you know earlier, financial, you know, problems in every program and whatnot. Short of Jeremy Pruitt winning the SEC East next year, and, you know, I think two weeks ago, we talked a lot about, quote-unquote, bridging the gap and him feeling like he was closing in Alabama. There's a very, very wide gap between Tennessee and Georgia and Florida. And so it, it would take what I what I would believe a minor miracle to win the SEC East next year. Um, but short of that, he's gone after next year. I think so. Yeah, I, I just there there's a lot of problems here and i think it's just it's i i want to ask you this because you're the tennessee fan what is the positive you've seen from tennessee over the last three years and if it takes you this long to answer yeah
1: and and well here's the thing it's because nothing's been consistent you know what i'm saying like i i would like to think defensive backs we we have had a level of consistency back there but it 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 still has those moments where we can't cover a slant pass Mm -hmm. so that that boggles the mind i think recruiting i think we're we're getting more players the problem is we're not playing those players in in a lot of cases we play them on defense Mm -hmm. but the rookies really on offense i I think Jalen Jalen, Hyatt Hyatt should play every play yeah i mean he's he's a difference maker kind Mm -hmm. of player but you've got a guy in harrison bailey and chris winky spoke to the quarterback club earlier this week and and talked about it, you know, he hasn't had had reps to do this. I'm sorry, there there's there's examples all around the country of guys who still didn't have a spring, mm-hmm. just like Harrison Bailey, didn't have a fall camp like Harrison Bailey. And you know what? Now different situation thrust into action, but they're performing. I think at some level you got to find out if he's a gamer and see what's happening because ultimately we're losing regardless. You talk mm-hmm. about Jeremy Pruitt making the comment, are we closing the gap? I don't know. We opened a gap between us and Arkansas. Our team last year could beat Arkansas. Yeah. This team didn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think over the last three years, uh, you you know what you're going to get in the press conference. I don't think he sugarcoats things like Butch did, which is an improvement for of me. Of course. But here the last few weeks, we're getting rinse and repeat answers, and that makes me nervous. And – you know, and I've always my cups always half full more more times than not with with Jeremy Pruitt and with Tennessee in general. Like it took me, I can I can tell you the game, the date, when when I lost faith in Dooley, mm-hmm. when I lost faith in Butch, and and here's the thing: I don't know that I've lost faith in Pruitt yet. I just know the writing on the wall. Like mm-hmm. I told you, I think a few weeks ago, you don't recover this side of an SEC East championship yep. or even even a, a Sugar Bowl appearance. From a loss to Kentucky, I mean, you look over the history. When 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 Philip Fulmer was on his exit, some of the few things that that was was causing him some grief was his lack of competitiveness, or, or very tight games with Kentucky later on. So I I think I think Jeremy Pruitt's in a bad spot, mm-hmm. but I think also it's a tough spot for him because when has Jeremy Pruitt ever been here before? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's been part of that's maybe one of if you want to look at a a sterling career for Jeremy Pruitt at the high school ranks at Alabama, Florida State, Georgia, he's never been on a bad football mm-hmm. team. And so his experience of rebuilding things, I think unfortunately has have he's got him grabbing mama's pearls if mm-hmm. that makes any sense, and he's got his finger in everything. Jim Chaney's not a bad OC. He he's been successful everywhere he's been. So there is a level of meddling in the offense that I'm afraid Jeremy Pruitt's doing that that's getting him in bad shape, and then defensively he's not meddling enough. I think he turned it over to Derek Ansley, and and there's a disconnect. Yeah, Derek Ansley, the the common phrase is he can he can he can finish my sentences or something. Well, here's the deal. We no offense, Troy, but we're not writing a story here. No, we're, not. we're calling football, mm-hmm. and so I think his disconnect needs to. Uh, Needs to get fixed. He needs to worry about the offense, and he needs to say, Jim, you put the best 11 out there. I trust you and go.
2: And to me, it's always a a red flag when you go into year three and you take a step back. Because at that point, the kids you've recruited, and Jeremy Pruitt has recruited very well, according to any recruiting service you look at, the team is more than half yours. So essentially, you could play only your guys. And if you trust in your ability to recruit and scout and all that stuff, you should be fine. I get that you maybe not have the depth that other programs do, but you have the guys to put a team out there, starting wise, maybe a little bit halfway through the two deep. Mm-hmm. That's your team.
1: Yeah, and, and I think I, I think at some level, you as a head coach, as a, even at a coordinator level, and I think he has experience with this. Mm-hmm. You you not only it's not only your job to know what you do well, but it's your job to know what you don't do well, and you have to you. Can, you have to scheme around that. Obviously we're having a problem with, with the slant pass. I'm no defensive coordinator. I probably, I don't even know that I'd ever get hired, but I know I'd get fired as a defensive coordinator, (laughs) but you drop, you one, get you some backside pressure to where he doesn't have time to wait on that slant Mm -hmm. pass. And then you drop a defensive end, kind of disguise that out and let him jump the route every now and again. And they'll quit. They'll quit just chipping you like that. But it's probably not that it's probably not that simple, but uh, just a little shout out uh, as I get a message that says yes, what you said. I like that. My my uh, my engineer from work, Courtney McKinney, on her ride home, listening to the show, at like in front, like near Bearden High School. Awesome. Huh. That's 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 coverage area right there. Mm-hmm. T Roy, and, and and I I don't
2: think this is even just a red flag. I think it's a massive red flag because you go into this season right, mm. and you think Tennessee is the fourth or fifth best team in the SEC. They're knocking on the door of challenging in that – I won't say that top tier because that top tier is Alabama. I think they're in a tier by themselves. But that second tier of Georgia, Florida, whoever else you want to throw in that tier, like they're right on the verge of knocking on mm-hmm. there. You feel good about that. Competitive. Competitive at, is what I always wanted to be. At this point right now, Tennessee's like the 10th best team in the SEC.
1: Uh, I think that's fair. Uh, the only and That's ten- a
2: huge step back.
1: Yeah, the only teams I think were, were legitimately better than – Vandy, mm-hmm. Mississippi
2: State, and it's a bunch of toss-ups after that. Yeah, Ole Miss because I I think they you they know they score enough to where if you play them head to head, Ole Miss might beat Tennessee.
1: Well, and the problem is 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 we'll be able to hold them down the first half and we'll lose in the third quarter. that's yeah. what we do. But uh, you, you know I just I don't know, and, and like I said, I, the some of the things that's being said and the lack of changes that are happening. Uh, again, at the offensive line level, I, I just don't know how you play two good quarters of football and then all of a sudden everybody's getting jacked in the third quarter. Half-time adjustments is a question, um, but like I said, I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't think he gets fired this year. I this side of a Vandy loss, mm-hmm. I think if he gets swept, if they, if, I, I think, they
2: lose, if they lose every game, he's done.
1: I think. Well, it's it's a lame duck if you don't. Yeah. Just frankly, and and there's a couple guys out there that are viable options I think to replace. I think he's a lame duck right now. I really do. I mean, and there's there's probably legitimacy to that. I think he's a honestly. lame duck right now. I just literally,
2: uh, I hold on too long. I'm that boyfriend. Can I pose a question? No. <laughs> Go ahead. If, if Hugh Freeze were to say that he was interested in the job, would you move on from Jeremy Pruitt? I know Hugh Freeze comes with his own massive suitcases of luggage, right? But look what he's done at Liberty. And if you're just talking strictly from a football thing, and I would even add, really, I would even add Coastal Carolina as head coach into that mix. If those two people right. said, "Hey, like we'd be interested in Tennessee job," would you pull the trigger on Pruitt and sign, and hire one of those guys?
1: Who's the Who's the other one? I mean, Luke Fickle. I think he's a Big Ten fit. Do you uh, want to do the Cincinnati thing again? No. Yeah. No. Bearcat, we bear down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But now I. Here's the thing; it's all it all comes down to money. Now, if it was a straight up swap, but and the reason I go with Hugh Freeze is is the the pick that I would lean toward is just
2: he's done it at an SEC school. I'd even almost put Indiana's head coach in that category too. Yeah, he's just he's just very used car salesman. He screams Butch Jones. He does, to but me. but he wins. had two really big wins in the last he wins. two weeks. I know. And Michael Penix Jr. was committed to Tennessee. That one stings a lot. That one stings a lot. Um, I don't know.
1: I, 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 You know, the the picture's already been out there. I don't know who did the the little mock-up job, but it had the Hugh Freeze with the, the, the polo on. I, I don't know. I, I think Hugh Freeze is going to get snatched up by somebody. Unfortunately, uh, just to be completely transparent, um, Tennessee's fan base, um, they don't like baggage.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't think Tennessee should endure a, co- a coaching search, but I do feel like if you feel confident that you can nab one of those top-tier coaching carousel guys this year you pull the trigger
1: trigger pull mm-hmm. troy thanks for coming in man it's, it's been an hour and we're done but if you're on your way to work or on your way home take care be safe and yes grind on